You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Mariah and friends. Minimize the fear. Expand your awareness. Hello, everyone. It's Mariah. Welcome back to one of our interview episodes. I'm excited to introduce our guest who I've had conversations and I've been following and really, really appreciate this message. And I think more of us need to hear it. Maybe we've probably heard it or heard a version, but we're not seeing the full picture that's actually going to keep us safe. Let's jump in in just a second. But I want to first thank everyone for being here, for pushing play. If somebody shared this podcast with you, please give us a message. Let us know who it was. so We can give them a shout out for just being an amazing super fan and allowing us to share our message. If you haven't shared with a friend, I will introduce you to another friend, but please share this podcast with, with friends because it's salty sex cast with Mariah and friends. All right. Today I have Cranford Blackman, who is a former police officer, soldier, and federal agent. Ooh, kind of spooky, right? Um, what does that have to do with sex? <laughs> but his personal um, history as being trafficked as a childhood survivor of trafficking, he's also the creator of Femme Vincible. So that's Femme with an M, Vincible, which is a violence protection program for women. So knowing his background, that he is a survivor, that he has personal experience, not just going through some of those things, but also training people is really, really cool. So Cranford, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Hey, Mariah, thank you so much. I'm just honored that you asked me to be on. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I, I asked you to be on mainly because we're always talking about um, consent and, and, you know, like already once the date has started or once you've already known someone, you know, how to be, you know, psychologically safe and what consent looks like and how to feel what a yes feels like, or what a no feels like we have kind of skipped in the podcast about that, that before, before I meet someone or when I'm out with friends and interacting with someone who could potentially be you know, a future partner, what are things we need to be watching out for? How can we you know, physically protect ourselves, psychologically protect ourselves, all of those things that keep us a healthy society. You know, there's so much that can be done. It drives me up the wall when I will see like a, a college's PDF they give to, to new students, you know, uh, take care of your drink, walk with a friend, lock your doors. Like, there's so much more that can be mm -hmm. done. Uh, and it just drives me up the wall that so little is out there. Uh, oh, by the way, Finvincible is a violence prevention program. Mm. You said violence protection, but you know what? I've caught hey. myself saying that so many times. I'm like, it's my program. And I still say the wrong word. Yeah. Prevention, prevention program. Yeah, we are preventing violence, not just protecting yourselves from violence. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> preventing is so much easier than defending mm -hmm. yourself. You know, everybody wants to be Trinity in the matrix and, you know, <laughs> weigh 92 pounds and beat up six, 400 pound guys. doesn't work like that, mm -hmm. but yeah, you're so right. And there's a lot that 
can be done and needs to be done before a date or before a first meeting. And it's actually something that makes sense to do just because it's a good idea, because you can use the same ideas and the same uh, self-empowerment things in more situations than just a date. You know, you can use them at work. You can use them in an interview. Mm. You can use them when you're starting your own business. Um, and it's kind of the key thing about the program that I've built, the Fembensible program. And it's about finding out what's already within you. What are the powers you have that you haven't been using? What are mm. the things that makes a bad guy see you as a, a bad choice to even target in the first place? You know, and you know, you were talking about consent and I've just created a, a brand new program that is called Consent Without Confusion. And it's interesting because when I talk to people about consent, they go, well, why would you need a class for that? It's just a matter of saying yes or no, right? I'm like, no. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, there's so, so much more. You know, uh, how do you say yes or no? How do you enforce that no <sighs> that you say? Yes, the enforcement. How you, yeah. How do you say it in a way that the receiver doesn't think it's a joke or think that, you know, you're playing a cat and mouse game? You know, come get me. Show me that you really want to date me. You know, you're mm -hmm. not playing hard to get. How do you do it so that that guy or that girl or whoever it is that you're meeting really understand, you know, that this is my boundary. This is my self-respect right here. And if you can't respect my boundary, maybe we shouldn't be on a date. Hmm. So, uh, so what, I, I mean, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, so that you were saying starting before the date, like let's start before it even happens. Maybe I'm talking to someone online and I'm going to meet up with them. What's something I need to prepare for? First of all, I would say update your own belief and understanding of consent. Mm. What is it that you are willing to say yes to and to say no to? Uh, you know, consent is power. Consent or a lack of consent is powered by your own self-respect, your self-worth and your self-love. Uh, when you don't have those, your personal boundaries kind of crumble and get really wobbly and, and flimsy. So mm. it's, uh, people are generally surprised, you know, as I'm teaching them how to be safe all the way up to stopping a bad guy, putting his hands on you. That one of the key things is loving who you are, knowing who you are, believing in yourself first. And to look at that and go, what am I willing to accept? on mm -hmm. this date with this guy or person, I'm going to say guy, okay, but you know, I mean, guy, girl, it doesn't matter to me. Your typical client you're looking at right. most likely right. is going on a date with a male. Right. Uh, but I mean, it works with anyone. It so does. to look and go, is this my first meeting with him? You know, have we only talked online a few times and now we're getting together, which you would have a different set of uh, consent values than with someone that you've known for 10 years and you've been dating for two months, or you've mm -hmm. just decided, you know, we're going to try to switch from friends to, you know, intimate partners now. 
So there's a different set of rules. And it really is to say, what am I willing to do in this get together? What am I willing to put up with? And how clear can I be in making sure that this other person knows? Uh, and I think so many people look at that and go, well, doesn't that make me seem like kind of a crabby, maybe a hard to get along with woman? Mm -hmm. And I say, if standing up for your own values and what you want to do with your own body is a challenge for somebody, maybe it's okay to let them go and... <laughs> move along that's to your somebody red flag. else that's your red flag is to say yeah. oh okay you don't like me for who I am um and I've had that feedback before mm. I am mm. loud I speak my mind and I don't allow other people to to speak over me or speak mm. for me and that has made me come off as a bitch or um, obnoxious, or uh, even rude. And, and, you know, you can do it in a kind way, where you're showing yourself kindness, I show myself this much kindness to hold to these boundaries. And I can say them kindly and firmly still, I can still be firm and kind. And I think there's that balance and society says you can only be one or the other. And if you're kind, you're weak. And if you're kind, you know, people will talk all over you, but there, there are definitely ways that it can be done with practice. So you kind oh, of yeah. walk folks through that and especially, um, building that before a date or being aware of that is probably yeah. the number one preventative measure. <laughs> know what you're going to accept and what you're willing to do. And you're right. You can be kind and strong. I mean, my wife is like that. I remember when we were dating, she actually took a moment to say, hey, we're getting serious. I need to be clear about something. I'm like, all right, what, what's this going to be? And she said, I'm a strong-willed, powerful woman. If you're not going to be okay with me being that, I don't think we should be a couple. And I'm like, I'm absolutely okay with that. <laughs> you know, I mean, I like it. Uh, mm. and. I think it's one of those things that's yet another red flag. You know, if somebody believes that uh, a woman or anybody standing up for what they believe or not being talked over or making sure that they're heard, if they think that's rude, mean, bitchy or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, yeah, red flags, right? Let's start waving those things because if that's going on, during the date where you're really trying to impress each other, right? Because that's what we do on, on early dates. You know, <laughs> if that's already going on, I mean, yeah. you can imagine what it's going to be like later. And it doesn't matter how good his abs are. It doesn't matter if he's got the little cool, sexy waist V cut, which... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I listen <laughs> you know it doesn't matter there's well if you listen zillion... you'll know that dad bods are in so no i'm just kidding <laughs> yes <laughs> but uh, but yeah, yeah it, even with understand? all those things there are going to be tons of other attractive partners out there yeah. that will believe in what you say that do care about your boundaries mm. and 
I mean, if they don't, they're already showing a lack of respect for who you are. Yeah. You know, recognize that red flag, take, take it to heart. You know, we men generally do not change who we are. Yes. And we, as women, when I say we shouldn't have to feel that pressure to change who we are, to make, Mm. have somebody like us, um, how many times we're worried about speaking up because it's going to look like it's people are going to label me as rude or loud. Um, recently at a party, uh, we had a a drunk friend, not recently, this is actually a little while ago. Um, drunk friend gets a little extra handsy, uh, and was making another female friend feel very uncomfortable. And I noticed another friend trying to subtly intervene, like, Hey, come talk to us over here. Come sit with us trying to just distract and everything. And I'm like, no, just say, excuse me. You don't have your, my consent to touch me. I love that you're friends with these people, but you're not my friend. I don't want you to touch me or whatever, something like that. You can still be kind, still be loud. And then the whole group is now aware and the whole group now is with you and understanding and watching instead of like this subtle, like, let me just kind of quietly intervene. Are you okay? You know, I've seen lots of friends ask that, Hey, are you okay? It's like, no, just, Hey, I've noticed you seem uncomfortable. Did they get, did you give that person consent to dance with you like that, to touch you like that? If we said that in clubs or bars loudly, kindly, and maybe even a little bit of a joke, it would go down a lot better. And we'd all be far more aware of how much it impacts people instead of the quiet, Hey, come dance with us. Are you okay? Or they didn't even the subtle facial expressions women make with each other. This guy is bugging. Oh my gosh. Save me help. Um, you know, we don't have to do that. We, if you're more comfortable, why did you try to push a little bit outside of that? Hey, (laughs) come sit with us. You are dead on. I mean, you are on point because one of the things that happens when you do that. So, you know, maybe I'm uncomfortable. This person's hitting on me and you're in the club or the party or whatever with me and you see my discomfort and I haven't found the strength to speak mm-hmm. up for myself. And you come over and go, Hey dude, it looks like, you know, Cran doesn't really want you hugging him like that. Mm-hmm. Well, it does a couple of things. One, it says, Oh, I'm not here alone. Yes. I'm, I'm okay. Uh-huh. You know? And the other thing it does, because noise is your friend in an uncomfortable mm-hmm. situation, bad guys want to be unseen, unheard, unrecognized. So if you make even a bit of a scene like that, you know, mm-hmm. hey, she said, take your hand off of her. You know, mm-hmm. she said she doesn't want a hug. Now, everybody around you and your friend group in the bar, wherever it is you are, are they're now aware there's an issue with that guy. Yeah. And most people want to avoid it because they don't want drama or they don't want to escalate the situation. Escalating it brings attention and other people around. If you're alone, it looks a little bit more different. There's things that you can do when you do speak up loudly. I did not give you consent. Please stop. Very clear, very, you know, firm. Um, 
what might that look like if someone is meeting with somebody maybe alone or, or it's not as of a crowded place. Uh, you went to dinner and now you're walking to the movie and it's a little more secluded. Um, you know, there's, there's moments where everyone's like, Oh, meet someone publicly, but that's the first part of the date. And of course, if someone's trying to be harmful is going to put on a mask and it's going to be a really good at convincing you they're a good person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. until you trust and the, you know, the wall is down. Yeah. And then it's like, Hey, you want to come see my car? You were telling me you loved cool sound systems. Come see my car parked in the car garage. And yeah. not a lot of people are at, and it might be kind of dark. Yes. Tricky people. So, yeah, I mean, that's the goal of a predator. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. you know, there's five stages to any violent event mm-hmm. and, oh, I should have made you a little graphic for this. Uh, <laughs> but in the first stage, a predator is looking for someone to target. You yes. know, they're, they're looking. They're looking you know, for prey. Predator. And by the way, if they see you in the club and you're being loud or your friend and going, dude, she said, get your freaking hands off of her. Guess what? You just went off of his list. Yeah. my The target is a She's lot loud. smaller. She's strong. She's with people like me who are not going to put up with shit are going to give you a scuzzy look. If you get close to my friend group and you were not invited while we're all dancing on the floor, that's it. I'm going to make a stink. (laughs) Yeah. Cause they are looking for people. They, they believe they can already control physically, psychologically, or emotionally. Mm -hmm. You know, if you've been targeted, they already believe that about you, you know? So Targeting is is stage one. And generally you won't even know if that's happening. No. Uh, but there are ways to protect yourself in that stage. To but prevent we won't go into that the now. stage. Yes. 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 <laughs> uh, the second stage is the approach. Mm. And that means they're figuring out how to get close to you. And that might mean uh physically, you know, how do she's got all those friends around her in the bar? How do I get over there close to her where I can talk to her or get her away so mm-hmm. I can talk to her alone? You know, so there's that going on, but that might also be uh, a psychological, how do I get a little bit closer? Mm. And that moves into stage three, which is control. They're trying to gain control of you, right? They're saying Mm. all the right things. They're being really friendly. They're holding the door open for you, you know, all which are nice things. You know, you want somebody to do that, but they're doing it with bad intentions, bad intentions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all there's so much you can do in those first three stages, you know, and consents your, your first take on that looking for red flags and being willing to say red flag. Nope. Mm. You know, I mean, women have this incredible power that is used against them and it's called compassion, <laughs> Yes. you know, and it's, it's, so easy to go, oh, he probably didn't mean that. I'm going to give him another chance. Mm-hmm. Or oh, he, maybe he's just used to talking harsh like that. Mm. You know, and you, you can give so many uh, forgiveness points or so many opportunities that that person is actually getting farther and farther inside of your boundaries. They're inching. You know? inching. And, um, 
I've noticed myself naturally doing something where, uh, I'm maybe not naturally actually, you know what, this is probably very conditioned, (laughs) um, as being hyper aware. You're always aware. Oh, that, that guy has no friends with him. He's standing alone in the corner and he's slowly inching towards us. Every time we turn around, he's there. Um, Oh, there was a time where my friends and I were, it was just the girls. It was just four of us. It was was a smaller group. Um, we were dancing and there was another group of guys and they also had a camera, um, on a little stand, you know, like a lot of the YouTubers have, and this was a brand new club in salt Lake. And, you know, I assumed that, but they were being really shifty as in, instead of them having the fun and partying, they go to other people and film other people that were doing that. I did not like that. And so, um, so the girls and I, and you know, we had short skirts on, it's so easy to swipe a camera below, whatever. I don't know. Or maybe they were just creepy and wanted people's images. I have no clue. It could have been so innocent. It did not look innocent. Way too many red flags. Um, and they'd kind of separate and then they'd come together and then they would shift around the room. And I looked straight at the guy with the camera and just stared him down and didn't move. And I was like, it wasn't a bad look. It wasn't a, like, I wasn't even scared as him out. It was more like, I fucking see you. You won't pull shit. You're not going to sneak around us. I will call you out. Come test me. And that was all that look was. It was just and that, that is super straight at you. powerful. It's oh, super powerful. I didn't do anything. I didn't cause a scene at the bar. If they had gotten close to us, I would have easily, and I would have proudly, and I would have had way too much fun doing it um, because I'm taking my power back. Right. And this mm-hmm. is something that I haven't, you know, uh, but they left, they left so quick and they left the whole bar. Um, and so the whole club and I, uh, well, cause after I noticed it, I was like, watch these guys, you guys watch them. So then all four, all the four of us were just looking at them and watching them. And now they have, we're still dancing. We're still doing this, but it was lock eyes. I'm not going to just kind of glance at you and kind of like, oh, ha, 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 someone's over there. No. Um, and so it was just very, it was an intimidation tactic that I'm going to pull right on you. Right. But it's great. I it mean, it was a simple thing. I did. Yeah, it's extremely simple. And it's, it's one of the things that I teach that. Oddly enough, a lot of people don't think of. I remember when I was in college forever ago, I would watch women walk on campus like this. Oh. They're hugging their books to their chest, eyes down to the sidewalk, walking through the dark parking lot, Mm. cutting through the shady trees to make it on time and never looking up. And I mean, like I said earlier, predators want to be unseen, unheard, and unrecognized. Mm-hmm. And that's providing all of that. And it's it's a tactic that is so good and so simple. Just look up, look at them in the eyes, and let them know, I see you. Yeah. Even if it's a, oh, hi. If you're friendly, it's not an, an invitation mm-hmm. that someone's like, oh, this person's open for me to snag them. It's more of like, they're loud. They're not afraid to say something to someone else. I'm a complete yeah. stranger. And they just said hi to me, looked me red and dead mm-hmm. in the eyes. Yeah. 
That's and scary for someone the, who wants a, a, a yeah, quiet. They want anonymity. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want you oh, cool to tattoo. be able. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they don't, don't want, to, want you to be able to describe them, mm-hmm. you know, so I'll tell people, look them in the face, let them know that you see them and then look them up and down. So you can go, oh, they're wearing this kind of shoes. They're wearing blue jeans. They're wearing a blue jacket. They're wearing a Letterman mm-hmm. jacket. They're whatever, which then I also have to be clear. That means, you know, you can look at them and look up and down without going, you know, don't do the, like a creepy invite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that, but make it clear that you have seen them and know what they look mm-hmm. like and yeah. can describe them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that can be enough to put you in a safe place again. The subtle because... art of telling them you are a presence to be messed with. You're taking up yeah. space instead of taking up less space. Let me hug my books. Let me look down. If I try to be really quiet and just mm-hmm. get through this parking lot. No one will see me. They're looking, right. they're looking oh, at all yeah. those places. They absolutely, those predators at least know mm-hmm. there's other pe- other types of people out there too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Those predators there's, are looking for that. They are. And it might be that jerks are looking to, you know, in, in the party, it might be a predator you're looking at. And by the way, I don't like anyone to live in fear, you know, that every person's a potential predator, No, but there's a ton of incredibly good people. Yes. There's tons of good people out there. There are occasional predators, you know, so it's good to know the things like what Mariah is talking about the stuff that I teach too, not because everyone's to be feared because somebody may show up to be feared. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, you don't buy a fire extinguisher and put it in your house because every house you've ever been in burns down. It's just good to have it there in case. Uh, because when the house is burning, you really need a fire extinguisher. <laughs> when somebody is trying to grab you, you really need to know a couple of things. But, you know, the guy in the bar, I mean, the guys with the camera you're talking about, they sound a little predatory to me. And being a predator doesn't exactly mean they're going to grab you and you know, push you into their car. I mean, yeah, the thing with they're the cameras are going to, yeah, yeah. they could have been selling my image. They could have been using it for something yeah. else that I did not consent to. Exactly. And, you know, I'm glad you said that because once again, consent doesn't mean just for sex. No, no. I, I don't even consent to you brushing against me right now um, in the bar and I'll turn around and give someone a look like there's your warning do it again we'll have a chat um but i felt that i knew exactly what was going on how many women in crowds feel the grope the brush and they just kind of like if i pretend it didn't happen it won't continue to happen yeah or or i'll be like taking your picture hello yeah taking my picture (laughs) yeah one more or example of how I just you or <laughs> just get in the car with me. I want to show you my new car. Yeah. yeah. Oh, tell me your example. I, like I said, <laughs> apparently I'm really loud about this, but another time, another group of friends. Um, you know, I get it. Groups of ladies, we kind of grab people's attention and everything. And, and we're always having fun. We're always giggling, you know, so people will look, people kind of uh, be aware of what's going on. And we were on a road trip, girls trip. Um, 
deep in conversation about something and we're walking into the gas station, grab some snacks. And I'm just like chatting, telling the story, turning to my friend. The other two are still pumping gas at the, the, um, pump. And I'm just turning her to her chat, 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 chat. And I can see some, a presence coming in out of the corner of my eye. And I know it's coming straight towards us. And I know that I will not veer out of my way to avoid them. And so I give him the side eye and he's like, Hey, and I'm all, ew. (laughs) And I didn't mean to be as loud and as aggressive as it came out, but it was like, ew, you were not invited. I did not give you any hint or tip that we were wanting you to come towards us. Hmm. I am having a great time with my friends chatting with her going to grab snacks. I'm not here looking for you. Do not interrupt my time. And so it was a very loud, disgusted, ew. Like, and it was just such a knee jerk reaction. Um, and, and I probably would have turned around and apologized, but I was like, no, I don't feel bad for that. He was completely out of line trying to come straight towards us. He was probably going to say something. He was probably going to do something that he was not invited to, did not have consent for. Um, hopefully that was his reminder. <laughs> but again, and this is just a knee jerk. This is <laughs> it was good. It was good. I mean, yeah. I'm proud of you. You did Thank good. You. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's just one of those things that some guys will just take for granted that I get to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, they're dressed like they're going to a party. I'm dressed pretty good, or I've got a nice car. I've got my sexy tie on, whatever it is, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's not okay. And it's important. It's important. Me and that word important, important. I say it weird <laughs> every time I've become self-conscious about it, but it's really important for women to say, yeah, that's not going to be okay anymore. No. Yeah, I don't care what okay. your job is. I don't care what terrific hair gel you use. I don't care, mm-hmm. you know, that you can use this accent or this accent. Or you know, you can you can come across to me as some international <laughs> sexy guy if you like. Or maybe you know, I do care, it. but I care about my needs more. I care about yes. my safety more. Yeah, caring about yourself is not selfish. Mm-mm. It is not self-centered. It's not conceit. It's self-respect. Mm-hmm. It's believing in yourself. It's self-worth. So yeah, I kind of want to go back to that thing about, is it a predator? Yes. Yeah. Or is it a jerk or is it an idiot? So let, let's use an in the bar situation. Okay. It may be that the guy's going through stages one, three, three, by the way, stage four. So one is getting targeted. Two is the approach. Three is them gaining some sort of control. Uh, And four is the violent event. Mm. Which doesn't have to look like physical violence. It can look like psychological violence. Yes. So many, that's a spectrum as well. So yeah. And the last stage five is either grief or recovery. It's Mm. grief. If the person didn't survive the event for their family. Mm. Uh, if they did survive, it's trying to move into recovery, which some people can't do. It's, it yeah. can be extremely difficult and maybe still grief for themselves as well. And then yeah. living with scars that are emotional, uh, psychological and 
maybe physical as well for the rest of their lives and trying to overcome it. Mm. So in those first three, you know, you can, I, I'm comfortable saying you can avoid the vast majority of guys who are actually wanting to hurt you or people who are wanting to hurt you. You can and prevent a lot yes. of those. Yeah. And it is so much easier than trying to fight a person off. Like we mentioned earlier, you know, women will come to me and go, can you teach me to be a, a, a badass? I'm like, I could, <laughs> but I would rather teach you how to not need to be one because it never I happens wanna be like a badass. the matrix. Yeah, I no. want to be a badass <laughs> every does. day that so mm. much so that you won't even mess with me physically yeah. or, or well, psychologically. I am I such a badass presence that, you know, this is not worth the fight. Yeah. And you know, I love that you just said you're a badass presence because that's energetic mm. and, you know, you give off an energy. We're eventually going to get to predator jerk idiot but <laughs> we'll get there yeah <laughs> we'll get there but this is important you know your energy it, it speaks to others you know mm. and, and sometimes I have to explain in a class you know I'm not talking about something woo-woo here you might have heard of it that way but we all have an energetic vibration we are bioelectric creatures mm -hmm. anything that's electrical gives off a field of energy but our energies can convey information, you know? So, I mean, I'm certain you've had somebody walk up to you and immediately you're everything inside you is, uh, uh, yeah. or the spidey you know, sense, like we, you, you know, that. we can call it the spidey sense. We're getting bad vibes. We're getting creep vibes. Like there's so many different ways we have been, we, our species has survived yeah. because we're built for this. And we can pick it up if you're seeing yes. it, if it's body language, even if it's, I felt a tingle on the back of my neck and I turned around and someone's, you know, there's so many different signs that yeah. it's happening, whether or not you believe in the, the woo or not, it does happen. Right. And there's right. signs and signals. Yeah. Yeah. And it's scientific. It's not mm -hmm. magical, yes. I mean, it seems magical <laughs> like... but it's scientific, mm -hmm. you know, but and it's amazing because you can experience that without seeing the person. Yes. Yes. You know, so guess what? It's not just you seeing the way they are. Something has interacted between the two of you. And it's not just that you can pick up someone's vibes. And by the way, you can learn to pick them up more clearly and mm. you can actually control your intuitive senses to pick up exactly yes. what you want. Well, of course, as I teach, but anyway, <laughs> uh, you can also learn how to adjust the vibes that you're putting out. Mm. And it's one of those things that when a predator looks at you in stage one, he only has to look for a minute. Not that one, not that one, not that one. And that's part of becoming more self-confident, finding out what you're personally capable of, which is a lot that most people just don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, so learning more about that gives you a bigger field of energy that says confidence, which to a predator goes, ah, not her. She's going to be loud. She's going to fight back. You know, she's going to be a pain. She's going to do this. She's going to do that. And no predators. She's going to call me out. 
She's going to bring she's attention to it. Out. She is going to yell. I mean, mm-hmm. look at her. She's already loud in the party. There's she's no already way yelling. Everyone's already watching. Quiet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, I mean, that's, that's so much of what you can learn to do for stages one, two, and three. Yeah. Which can make somebody turn around and leave before anything bad ever happened. And that's really the biggest win. Not that mm-hmm. you beat them up with your karate moves. Because then something bad's already happened. They've already attacked you. They've already tried to injure you or take control of you. You know, Mm -hmm. the big win is when nothing happened because you believed in yourself so much. They saw you as a very poor choice of victim targets. Yeah. And that's when, and you're saying, you know, they turn around and leave. They is the predator. Right. They um so predatorial they are looking for someone to harm in one way or another looking mm-hmm. for someone to control um how else would you define a predator you know a lot of times i will separate predator versus abuser but abuser mm. in my head is really just a long term predator you know yeah. a predator may be a murderer he may be a serial rapist he may be a twisted in the head hurt person, you know, uh, and bad things, they do bad things, right? But an abuser is oftentimes looking for that same person they feel they can control physically, emotionally, psychologically. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when we get into relationship, financially. It's oh, that and power. Yeah. By isolating you, you know, there's so much that an abuser will do. And uh, like we're saying, uh, abuse doesn't have to just be physical. Yes. Yeah. And it can be torturous and long-term and psychologically scarring. But so there's an abuser who's targeting, getting close, you know, how do I get close to them and gaining control, which includes, you know, gaining control can mean getting you inside a car can mean mm-hmm. getting you outside where nobody can hear you yell and they're bigger than you separating so they can from you from your group yes. um yeah isolation it, is always the biggest one yeah it can also mean gaslighting yes gaslighting is a form of control mm-hmm. so as they're controlling you they're getting you into a place where they can do whatever abusive stuff they need to do to feel like they're somebody of worth of value you know it having been in law enforcement having worked in corrections you know it seems like the majority of men who hurt women who are abusers who are predators they are so much smaller inside then you'd expect they have this show, this mask, this energy that they are trying to use to prove to themselves that they're powerful, that they can mm-hmm. be in control. And that's why they're looking for somebody that they are sure, sure in their head that they can control physically, psychologically, emotionally, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are the, those are the two that I put together predators and abusers, even though there's kind of the split, one's a long-term event, one can be a, a shorter mm-hmm. or a, a single, boy, that's a hard way to put it because a predator can do terrible stuff over an extended time. And he's not an abuser. He's a 
horrible predators. Yeah, yeah. Um, we can group but, them all as the really bad guys. Yeah, the, the bad, yeah. the things you really right. want to avoid. There's other people you want to avoid too. Yeah, but those are the ones that you know are seeking to do harm. You really want them to look at you and go, "Nope, not her. Nope, mm. not her." So yeah, the next group we could say are, are the jerks. These are these are the bullies, egos, the walking uh, around yeah, the ego, jock the jock egomaniacs, macho. Yeah, usually the new exec in the building. Yeah, the and usually these perv. ones are. Oh, the, the office perp. It, these ones are the ones. If you do speak up, it escalates quickly. Predatorial. If you speak up, I want to say it kind of starts minimizing the walk away. The jerks can escalate um, because it's it's a still a power dynamic, but it's not a power dynamic to harm. It's a power dynamic to say I'm the winner. I'm mm. better than. Um, and so that's why a lot of times these will escalate. So he's brushing against you at the club and you say something. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, how come you think you can talk to me like that? And those are the ones I really, really enjoy taking down, but that's maybe my own ego <laughs> getting here is, is like, Ooh, you like, you like talking to me like that. That's interesting. Tell me more about what kind of validations you need to feel like a man. And I get really just kind of calm. Yeah. And kind of talk to someone like that and say, okay. And they almost fall on their own words and yeah. fall on their own knives. Um, Which any guy with a good brain should hear that and go, oh no. Oh I'm yeah. In danger. Yes. <laughs> um, but typically these will be the ones that who escalate. Sometimes we'll just, you know, bark to bark because they want mm -hmm. everyone else to hear how powerful they are. And don't, don't you dare minimize me in front of all these people. Um, so it can sometimes escalate to harm, but typically they're not out there for the goal of harm. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we look at the, the office jerk, mm. you know, the guy who, you know, if you're not aware of the office perv, you know, he stands a little too close, you know, comes over to talk to you while giving you a shoulder. Like, oh, I just got the chills. Gross. Yeah. yeah you don't like you it. know, or, mm -hmm. you know, they lean over and talk to you knowing that you happen to be wearing something that shows a little skin and they're mm -hmm. leaning over this. It's like, come on. Yeah. You know, and you don't want my uh, consent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where I love the idea of women standing together. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's one of the things that I teach too, you know, not just be around in groups, support yeah. each other as women. I don't care if you hate Find that girl that tribe. works next to you, yeah. you know, you tribe with her as a woman. Mm -hmm. And when that guy comes in and he's leaning over and trying to look down her shirt while he's talking to her, it's okay for you to stand up and go, dude, I see you looking down her shirt and hey, that makes make me a little bit of noise. I don't know if it makes her uncomfortable, how close you, you're standing to her, but it makes me uncomfortable. And we all kind of see it in the office. Yeah. If I said that the embarrassment alone will probably shut down. Yeah. And if two more women stand up and go, mm. Mariah's right. You're a little weird in here. You need yeah. to not stand close. It's like all of a sudden now he's not targeting one person. He's mm -hmm. now facing a tribe. And other a, people will stand up and other people yes. will continue calling it out. And even if it's microaggression, 
um, you know, misogyny, uh, sexist comments, other things. If you, when you speak up, you quiet that down. It is so hard to speak up because then it does Mm. make you sound and, and how they can kept control and power of saying, you know, well, what a bitch saying that, gosh, don't be so dramatic. And I've been told that more than I can count. Why are you so dramatic? Why do you have to make such a big deal about it? It wasn't a big deal. A little form of gaslighting too. Um, And so, and just being like, well, I know I'm not the only one who sees this. So you can say that to me right now, but I'm not alone. And just saying that even, and then other people will be like, oh, she yeah. just called me. I better stand up behind her, you know? And yeah. I heard my I mean, call. That's so powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so powerful to stand up for each other. Even if you hate each other, you can go back yeah. to hating the girl next to you as soon as the guy walks off, you know, but in that moment, the guy goes, wait a minute, there's, I'm facing more than I want to here. Mm-hmm. You know, his yeah. smallness has been called out and identified. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's sort of like seeing three or four deer facing a, uh, a wolf, mm. a wolf Stand doesn't want to face three or four deer, oh. you know, because bad things happen. Uh, I mean, there's a whole lot of evolutionary mentality and staying safe, you know, and a lot of times I, I love finding videos of, and I've, I've used these as a little bit of research for the stuff that I teach, you know. When I see a video of a 30 pound badger backing up a 1200 pound grizzly bear, what's Mm. going on there? (laughs) What's happening? It's that presence again. (laughs) Yeah. Or watching a goose. I don't know if you've seen this little video. It shows up forever online, but it's the goose that's backing up two tigers. It's a goose. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. And like, okay, what's going on there? What in the, in our animal mind is happening yeah because we also have an animal mind yeah you know we also respond to things uh that seem dangerous to us even if it's not dangerous you know it's a perceived threat it's all we need and the perception of a threat will turn on that system no control over that (laughs) even for predators and jerks Mm-hmm. You know, and it's one of the key things that I like to teach, you know, because I, I throw in psychological warfare into my teaching yeah. because can a 97 pound woman back up a 260 pound man? Yes. Yeah. She may not be able to do it pushing with her muscles, but she can learn to activate his fight or flight system, mm-hmm. which then makes him go, did I just? corner predator (laughs) it's like i've made a mistake here Mm -hmm. uh and it's yeah psychological warfare is a pretty neat thing and to be able to do it regardless of your size or if you're in a wheelchair or if you have rheumatoid arthritis you know to back up a guy uh actually those are always the funnest ones to take down right the ones that i'm like oh let's try this yeah, it's it's really funny <laughs> to see it in action too. Mm-hmm. I, okay, yeah, we have some time. Let me tell you the short story. Hey. Uh, one of my earliest students, she, I just love her to death. Uh, just when I started teaching years ago, and she was she was tiny. She also had uh, challenges with her joints for her whole life, so she couldn't mm-hmm. do 
gym work. She There's no way she could do martial arts. And when she went to do self-defense courses, she was so intimidated by the drill sergeant attitudes of some mm. of the guys, you know, she was too scared to be there. And she came through my program and, you know, I'm teaching this big energy through confidence and everything. <laughs> and she went through my course and she worked by herself and this building she rented, it was a house and uh, she, she ran an accounting business. And I went out to see her one day and she was telling me about a guy that came into her office and was just seeming a little weird. And she mm. said, hey, could you just stay outside the room for a minute? I'll call you when I'm ready. And he came on in anyway. Mm. And she got out, up, out from behind her desk and approached him with big energy. Mm. And she did it to me to show me. And Mariah, I knew what she was doing. <laughs> I taught She gave her, you the warning. Yeah. <laughs> and I almost fell down the steps backing up because my survival mind was engaged and mm. I was backing up and literally almost fell down the stairs backwards as she moved towards me. Yeah. I outweigh her hugely. I'm, you know, compared to her, I'm, I'm huge. Yeah. And sure enough, she backed me up, even though I knew what was going on. I mean, <laughs> this stuff works. This stuff works. That's great. I always um, tell all my friends, take up space. It's the same thing. Have that big yeah. energy presence, take up space. Yeah. And that doesn't mean be big, obnoxious, annoying, and rude. It just means I'm not going to back down regardless of my size, regardless how you see my sex or, or, um, you know, sometimes even women can be minimized in the workplace for being smart or creative if they're pretty or, um, you know, maybe have the, the concept, like you, you only got here for your looks kind of thing. And they're not mm. taken as seriously. And so if you take up space, no one can deny who you are, what value you bring to the table and what they're signing up for when right. they want to mess with you. Right. And that really goes right back to, you know, how do you take up space? I mean, how, man, take up space can almost sound bad, but I know exactly what you mean. How can you own your space? Yes. Own yes. your presence. Don't minimize and, yourself and try right. to hide and, you right. know, yes. The bigger the true you is, the brighter you shine, the less likely somebody is to want to mess with you in the first place. And mm. I know women go, how do, how do I do that? Yeah. You know, I'm not the boss in this office. I'm maybe I am petite or, you know, here I am. I'm an amputee. I'm coming in here. I'm, you know, on one leg that's functioning or whatever it is, you know, how do I do that? And it goes right back to learning about the incredible capable human being you are mm. and respecting it and loving it and requiring others to respect that of you or to not be around you. Yeah. It's like you can respect who I am or you can just not be in my space or I'll make it so awful for you to be in my space. You're really going to want to leave. <laughs> and I have uh, 90% of my job, 97% of my job is done virtually. Most mm. of my coworkers have never met me in person. A couple times a year, we do try to get together and every time everyone's always like, I imagined you taller. I'm, I'm kind of short. I'm five, three. I take oh, up wow. the space, yeah. the, you know, that 
space inside your mind, like you're imagining this presence a little bit larger, mm-hmm. bigger. I don't know. So maybe that equates to height, but it's really funny. Everyone's like, huh? I just imagined you're taller in my mind, yeah. I guess, you know, and I'm like, I you like that. You don't have that, to be keep, tall to have a big up. presence. You don't, but yeah. it is kind of funny how that subconsciously we would tie that to a, a body size or body type or something. Right. So it's just always entertaining when I'm like, nope, I'm kind of the short little loud person. So <laughs> I've got a friend who's shorter than you. She is 410. Mm. And when she gets her angry face on. Yes. Nobody wants to be around that. All room <laughs> shrinks down. Yeah. Right? I mean, I tell people, you know, think of when you were in high school or elementary school or whatever. Oh, high school or junior high is better. And certainly you knew a, a, a small size teacher that when she had a look on and she was walking down the hallway, it's like everybody Everyone. partied like the Red yes. Sea for Moses, right? <laughs> no matter how tiny she was. She had that energy, do not be in her way, you know, and you can have that anywhere. You can have it all the time, even when somebody's not looking at you, mm. if you believe in yourself enough, if you yeah. know your own power enough. So neat. So, yeah. We were talking, you know, so there's the predator, mm-hmm. the jerk, and then there's one other category. Oh, yeah. The idiot. The idiot, the idiot, the poor <laughs> down fool yeah. that just stumbles into poor situations yeah. is oblivious, unaware. Mm-hmm. And when you do make them aware, they're like, oh, taken aback. Yeah. I'm so yeah. sorry. I didn't even realize I was in your space. Yeah. I didn't realize me talking close to you was that opportunity to make you uncomfortable mm. or, or a power dynamic. Um, thank you so much for letting me realize that I'm going to maybe change, but they're just usually obtuse, a little unaware of what they're doing. And because we don't teach this everyday consent and we don't teach this awareness as much as, you know, from infancy to adulthood, there's mm. just people that fully are unaware because they've never been minimized or victimized. Right. Or and so um, many of the young guys, well, they're not young anymore now, you know, so many guys have grown up not knowing what is actually okay. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they've heard it. I mean, the people that were older than me, which they're all dead now, but the, you know, I mean, the input I got for how to date and deal with women was horrible. <laughs> bend her to your will (laughs) yeah yeah I mean it's it was ridiculous you Mm. know and so my dad didn't learn what was right you know his dad didn't teach him what was right and we have generation after generation just like we hear about women's generational trauma uh, or the generational train a chain of fear and not knowing what your capabilities are and feeling like you're supposed to bend to the will of men. You know, that's, it's, it's a bunch of bull, Mm. but we haven't heard that. And guys generally haven't heard it either that, Hey, we're, we're equals. We're, we're humans. You know, one human can't be less than another human We're human. And so where did they learn stuff? They learned it on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Or did, or else did they learn it from the guys in the gym? Where else Mm -hmm. did they learn it from the guys they saw in high school that were cool, 
that were actually the ego jerks, right? Yeah. So there are guys that really have no idea. And one of the things that I'll share, you know, there's a thing called a continuum of force, a force continuum. Hmm. And it's, you know, I can do this by looking at someone. I can stop this guy with the look you gave them, right? Or you can say something, the guy in the, in the parking lot, ew, you know, <laughs> and he changed his mind or, hey, I don't want you to touch me, you know, or loudly. Did she say it's okay for you to hug her like that? She's my friend. I know she hates that. Mm-hmm. So you're increasing the force. Just, I mean, you're still just using your voice yeah. and you can carry that even farther and this is kind of a shock method. If somebody's really not getting it, you know, hey, thanks. I don't want to drink. I'm here with my friend. No, really, I don't want to drink. And then, you know, then there's the hand on the back or whatever. Hey, let me just buy you a drink. I'm just being friendly. You know, Please don't touch me. You turn and look at him and go, I you're said- not groping me like one of your rape victims. Ooh. And now all of a sudden yeah. he is fully called out if he's a predator he's gone. If he's a jerk, he's backing up. If he's an idiot, he's going to go, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. I'm so, you know, and you Mm -hmm. can see that. So it's okay to keep stepping up. And if the poor guy just gets embarrassed, guess what? You just taught him a lesson he gets to carry for the rest of his life. Yeah. I don't get to put my hands on, even though I'm trying to be nice. And I know, and, and I get the hesitation because we don't want to then become the, the harmer in the situation, hurt right. someone, even hurting someone's ego can sometimes feel crummy yeah. uh, for those folks. And, and potentially maybe I am on a date or, or trying to meet someone. So I don't want to come off as just like this or dramatic, rude person. And so I'm being really careful of how I'm coming off. But like you said, you're going to attract the people that then respect you when you speak up and they hear about it. They are going to know right from the beginning what they're getting. The true you, the best, it's the greatest tool we have. Um, And it's when, when you can say that, if you do the harm, just like you said, with the idiot, if he, if he's like, oh, you know, it's a shameful lesson. Um, you're not doing the harm to harm him. You're doing the harm. Like it may be some hurt, but mm-hmm. to protect so many others, not just yourself in that moment, so many others that he can be unaware of doing yeah. that too. And even protecting him. Yes. I mean, yes. what if the next woman that he rubs her back, she is a kook and she turns around and knifes him in the liver, you know, it's like. You may well, he does it to the wrong person well. who then prosecutes. Yeah, um, that's exactly um, right. When it when he intent, was accidentally. Yes, or the intent wasn't no there idea. to harm. Yeah. But you went unaware. That was actually your responsibility to be aware of your actions and how they that's impact right. others. Because you can't. You that's not what mm-hmm. you're supposed to do. Hey, no, thanks. Yeah. I said, you know, you step up, you step up. Yeah. Three different opportunities to go. Sorry, I'm leaving. I'm a little like, guilty from going to the zero to 60, but <laughs> that's also my presence. Yeah. I, and here you are. If you're already safe. in my bubble, <laughs> if you have come in that much and my look didn't scare you off, 
Right. Um, so, and that was just like the one guy approaching us in the parking lot, the gas station. And I was like, ew, that was the yeah. zero to 60 instead of just being like, no, yeah. thanks. And but then walk fine. away yeah. or ignore. It was very aggressive. Ew. I was like, oh my gosh. Mm. That was like it. Like it, I laughed so hard. As soon as we got into the gas station, I just like burst out. Cause I was like, I didn't even know I had that in me. Like, wow, I shocked myself at how aggressive yeah. that was. But also it shows you how inappropriate I saw his behavior. Did yeah. not like being interrupted with friends. Yeah. I saw you. I did not invite you. I never even gave you eye contact. You were coming towards me when I'm walking with a friend. Um, there was no invitation. There wasn't yeah. even anything that could be misconstrued as an invitation. So that's why I think I was just so like yeah. the balls Which on you. Great, I just though. chopped off, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I, I look at that, what you did, and I don't see angry, irritable, mean, Mm-hmm. I see somebody that respects herself enough to go, you don't even get to do that to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's important. It's, there it is. Important. Important. I got I got to find a better word. <laughs> now important. I'm, I'm more subconscious of how I important. say it too. <laughs> important. Importante. Well, yeah. um, uh, no, I love this conversation. I think that there's some, a piece of information out there for anyone If you're unaware, if you have friends, if you have children, this is for you. Um, So I hope if anyone found this uh, one single piece of information from this episode today, please share it to those people that, you know, may lean towards that smaller shrinking down kind of thing. We, we need to take up that I'm going to say take up space again, but being aware, having that presence, um, that can be heard and where can everyone, obviously you have a, uh, website right behind you on your background, but for those who are listening and not watching on YouTube, where can they find you Cranford? It is femvincible.com, which is F E M like invincible, but it's femvincible.com. And if that's too hard to remember, you know, the old website name is labcaf.com. It means legs and brains, claws and fangs. It's what you always have with you. So I either love place, that. So either place. I love it too, but nobody could remember. So I had to change the name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's you know, something funny. always with their podcast name too, where yeah. I'm always like, oh, should I change it? Cause they say like sexy, salty something or whatever. I'm like, you know what? We're here and we'll take up space, yeah, even if you get yeah. our name wrong. <laughs> and, you know, Mara, I'm, I really appreciate you having me on and getting to share this. And to tell the truth, I only shared about half of what I was going to share today. So, so much. We much have so more. much out there still. Yeah. Yes, we didn't even talk about the yeah. whole physical side of how you can protect yourself. So yeah. everybody just watch out for part two. That'll be coming sometime. <laughs> um, or get a hold of Cranford at his website. Um, amazing courses, doing some amazing things. You have your own podcast and I do. your, your own, um, Facebook group where women can join and allies for women can join and learn about these things that we can use to prevent violence, to prevent preventing is yes. so much easier. So yes. yeah. if you find me anywhere, I've got a link tree so you can if you can find me in one place, you can find me everywhere. 
Well, thank you so much for joining and everyone, please uh, tune in to our other episodes. Next up, we'll have a quickie. And so it's just a fun little check-in in between our long uh, interview episodes. Uh, feel free to jump on to saltysexcast.com. We're getting some new merch out there. So if you haven't seen our shirts and other things, um, there's some really cool things out there for you to start sporting uh, the best podcast in Salt Lake in Utah, in the US. I don't know, but one that I really hope um, that you find value. And I just want to say thank you. And I appreciate everybody and have a fantastic week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Salty Sex Cast. Ready for round two? Find us on Facebook.